Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Oh, yes, it's my favourite time of the week. It is 26 minutes to 11 o'clock on your Saturday morning. Top and fine, 34 degrees throughout the afternoon here in, of course, the northeast of the state, Shepparton and surrounds as we go into Square Gators with Dan Hibbard. It's a big race day, both across the dogs, the gallops and the harness racing. Welcome, Dan. Hello, Stats. Yes, a massive day. The biggest night of the year in uh, in harness racing with the the Hunter Cup and the, the Great Southern Star. It's a, a fantastic night. There's the, the four-year-old Bonanza as well and the Gold Chalice. So plenty of uh, really good racing on there at uh, at Melton tonight, the the the, uh, the end of the uh, the summer carnival, uh, the two-week carnival there at Melton. So really looking forward to that uh, meeting tonight. As you say, there's good... Uh, Gallops racing on as again this afternoon. Greyhounds a little bit quieter there at the Meadows tonight. Building up though. Australian Cup Carnival kicks off. Uh, and are you there tonight? Yeah, no, I'm not there tonight, but I'm there the next two nights. Which right. Is, uh, pretty good with uh, a couple of Group Ones next week, and then the week after the heats of the Australian Cup, uh, and then uh, the final the following week. So three really big Saturday nights in a row at the Meadows coming up from next week but uh, as I say a big uh, night at uh, Melton tonight and just really quickly just leading into the Hunter Cup uh, obviously the favourites are of course the horses that won the Inadom this year Leap to Fame yeah Leap to Fame and yeah and of course uh, yeah we're looking forward to that this evening is it just set and forget in both races uh, Hunter Cup probably uh, probably is to be fair he's uh, he he really likes racing at Melton, um, and I don't think there's anything that is is as tough as he is, particularly over that long trip. Uh, I would imagine that a horse like Catch a Wave is going to lead. I'd say he's going to be the first horse to get to the position outside the leader, uh, and he will dictate the turns. He'll either sit parked uh, if they want to keep him out, uh, but even if they do, I think he's going to be too good. And in the Great Southern Star. He's if he's ever vulnerable, I think tonight's the night in terms of getting through his heat. If he gets through his heat, he's going to be really hard to beat because the draw obviously happens later in the night. But given that he's got to start from the inside of the second row now with uh, the number eight horse now out of the draw and he starts inside of the second row, he's, he's just got to negotiate um, the traffic early. He should. He should be able to get through the into, into clear air, just believe, and he should be uh, able to qualify with regardless of whether he wins his heat or not. But uh, if he draws uh, to advantage in the final, he's just about he's just about over the line. Well, that was my next question on Sportsbet. If you've got a Sportsbet account, they're offering a special price of two dollars fifty. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course, but. Uh, of course, just believe to win the heat and the final. Yeah, that, and that's probably a risk. The, 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 the heat is the tricky one. It just depends on where it gets. RC Phoenix, obviously locally owned up at Finlay, is uh, going extremely well. Uh, I'd expect him to lead. Um, and if he runs along and can uh, get a, a, a nice run out in front, he's going to be hard to get past. But we just know how good uh, Just Believe actually is. And, um, yeah, it, it, 
you're probably only going to have to worry the first couple of hundred metres. If he lands in a, a clear spot in the, in the first part of the race, uh, he should be right. Um, but uh, 250, mm, might just, I might would just leave that one lie, I reckon, Stats. Let that one lie, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it might be a bit too short. No worries, Dan. I know you haven't got a lot this week in the week that was locally, but what went on local harness yeah, racing? Yeah, look, we're just, uh, we've only had a couple of winners, but uh, I just want to, I only found this out last night. I'm not sure that uh, the, the wider um, harness racing community will be fully aware of it. Uh, I did have it, uh, I had it confirmed. I just wanted to make sure that I was, wasn't seeing things when I read it at, uh, last night. Uh, but unfortunately, we have uh, lost a participant uh, in the last couple of days in, in Justin Tawney, who has um, passed away. Um, I saw a, a post on Twitter from uh, his wife, Rachel, uh, and I was really stunned when I, I read it. I thought I was sort of dreaming and sort of had to look at the screen a couple of times to understand what I was reading. Um, they uh, have uh, run Macrae Lodge out at Undira. Uh, they had a number of horses that were um, getting uh, ready for the for the sales. Uh, the APG sales, in fact, are tomorrow. Um, and um, I, I haven't got any other information other than other than that. Um, it's a terrible time for, for Rachel and their two boys. And um, the uh, the Golden Valley Harness community, I'm sure, send their their support to to the family at this time and. Uh, uh, we wish them uh, all the best uh, dealing with uh, the next uh, little while in their lives because uh, really sudden. I, I, as I say, don't know the 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 the, uh, the story uh, behind it or anything like that. Um, but it's just a, a tragedy, and uh, yeah, we wish the family well under these trying circumstances. And condolences to the family, yep. the Square Gators, and uh, course by Square Gators and One FM ninety eight point five live and local sport. It's uh, yeah, it's it's terrible, and um, yeah, we uh, there's not much else you can say about it other than the the fact that it's very very sad, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can uh, the the community uh, the, the harness community can get can support the. The, the family and the, and, the, and the team out there at Macro Lodge because they do a, a, a great job. They're only small uh, and they don't have, uh, probably don't have the punch of a lot of those other big breeding operations, but they, they do a good job and, uh, yeah, it's uh, an awful time for them. Uh, we'll have a quick look at uh, the week that was and as I say, it was a little bit skinny um, across, the, uh, across the week. Uh, we go back to last Saturday night. The, uh, the Mercury 80 um, heat was run and let's rock, let's roll. One for David Aiken, Ryan Sanderson took the drive. Um, good performance. This is one of the legs that we took a uh, uh, a multi uh, with uh, slight terror. He couldn't lead. Uh, once he couldn't lead, it made it really difficult for him. But Let's Rock, Let's Roll's got a really devastating sprint on him. Uh, and he was able to come over the top. They ran home in 26.5. So a really fast last 400. And uh, he was able to score... Uh, the uh, meeting at Shepparton on Thursday night's the next meeting. Ten race card. Uh, Creatable won the first for the uh, newly married uh, Laura Crossan, now Laura Wilson, and uh, was able to uh, to score. Sat Park was too good in a mile road of 2.1.1. Uh, this is a four-year-old by Creatine out of Spring Has Sprung. Got the job done in the first. I didn't know that. Won the second for Jackson Painting. Uh, was able to lead and, and win. Uh, good performance, 158.2. Uh, nice three-year-old Colt having his first uh, start. 
Uh, they came down to get the uh, the bonus. It was a, a brilliant uh, performance. A big 35-metre victory for the favourite there. He was an odds-on quote. DY won the third for David Aiken. Alex Ashwood taking the drive. Uh, worked forward, took the lead, uh, and was uh, too good in the uh, in the third. Uh, 2-1.5 there, owned by a host of uh, owners. So they were a well-deserved victory for the four-year-old. The fourth was won by Dying Art for Mark Thompson and Ellen Tormey. Uh, another one that uh, sat parked and then took off on the opposition. 21 metres, the winning margin. 156.4 was the mile right there. Devastating win. Little Artie Miss was a massive run. It blew the start hopelessly and still ran into second placing. So might be one to follow there. Coccinelli won the fifth race. This was a good performance for Alex Ashwood and Taylor French. Led all the way. $8 chance on the fixed odds. Gave nothing else a chance really. 156.2. Uh, Captain Bernardo was a, a double price winner for Rodney Petrov, and this was a really good drive, weaving through in and out of traffic. Got up to score, beating Jitterbug Arben and uh, repelling. Mile rate was 159.1. Edward Grange won the seventh, and that was for Clive Henderson and Taylor French. It led too good, beating Dat Lou. Uh, Cheeky Filtra won the eighth for Don- Donna Castles. Another victory for this mare. She's just racing extremely well. Um, and uh, just dom- dominating her um, uh, her uh, age or her um, class bracket at the moment. Just keeps on winning races, which is uh, great to see. Uh, Malhanna Muscles won the trot race for Paul Ralton in the next. Uh, another one that doesn't win out of turn, but it's always got its, uh, a fair share of ability uh, in its right class. It's certainly no superstar, but uh, she was able to, uh, to win the ninth race. And Amigos won the last. The... Um, Eight-year-old Trotter having his second start uh, for Lisa, Lisa and Mark Pitt. It was a very short price favourite. Little all the way. 2.3.4 was the mile right there. And it proved too good. Amigos in the last. And then last night at uh, Bendigo, the winner there was uh, a lot like Louis for Laura Wilson. Uh, was able to uh, to win Sydney Park 157.5 for the three-year-old Colt by Sweet Lou out of with, without goal. So an exceptionally bred uh, three-year-old, and he was able to uh, to break his maiden there last night at uh, Bendigo. He said uh, 14 starts. That was his first win there at uh, at Bendigo last night. So that was a wrap of the week that was. And as we've seen over the last uh, 24, 48 hours in the world of harness racing, there's been a lot of um, uh, upheaval with the uh, the Tasmanian Racing uh, report that came out with. Um, uh, a pretty scathing report, it has to be said, about uh, the running of uh, the harness racing down there and obviously the, the implications of the Ben Yol, um harness racing uh, stable uh, and, the, and the enterprise down there. Uh, as we saw, there was a number of... Um, all of their horses were stood down... Or the Ben Yol was stood down uh, as a trainer, so it was a lot of scratchings. And as we saw... There was a number of races, and one in particular at Leeton yesterday where there was only one horse left in the race. Uh, and there was a couple of others, I think, at Launceston yesterday, and there'll be a similar situation um, on Sunday with the meeting in Tasmania. Uh, it's not a good look. Um, unfortunately, it had to happen, but it's not a good look for the sport when you're having one-horse races, uh, two-horse races and the like. Um, hopefully... Um, there can be some sort of resolution with regards to all of those horses because uh, in particularly in Tasmania because not only are they, you know, not only are the, are the issues obviously with the welfare of the horses and, and everything like that but 
that those numbers of horses have a, a big impact on the the fields and the and the the um, the race sizes in Tasmania, uh, which is naturally going to affect turnover, uh, is naturally going to affect uh, uh, in, income that the industry generates. So, uh, and they can't be replaced really quickly. So, really uh, trying times across the the sport there down in Tasmania, but the flow and effect in Victoria and a little bit in New South Wales has, has been felt, uh, and uh, hopefully there's some more positive news come out of the, those uh, that report uh, over the course of the next uh, you know couple of months, six months, and uh, and going forward. Yeah, it's hard with one and two horse races in particular. It's harness racing, whether it's fair or not. A lot of people see it as. Um, hard to bet into a lot of odds on favourites, short well, price favourites. And it wasn't so much, and the, the people weren't betting also because of the fact that there was that many yole runners in the race, uh, and um, the turnover in Tasmania was significantly down as a result of that. Now, not saying that the yole stables have done anything wrong; their behaviours and so forth may have not been uh what you would have uh, what you would have expected but they weren't doing anything wrong in the sense of the horses that they were running mm. uh you know they had all these horses they were training they were, you know the welfare was you know is obviously a big issue but they were not uh, not doing anything wrong by having all these horses and having them race but the impact on the industry now is that they're not racing uh and that leaves a pretty big hole in the in the the the, the ability for the fields to be uh at a size uh, that is, um, you know, el- uh, makes it easy for people to bet on. And I think one of the, having a very quick look at that report um, as well, um, there was a fairly, they weren't just scathing of yoles, they were pretty, you know, got stuck into the Taz racing as well. Uh, and one of the issues was the program- programming of the races uh, and how the rating system actually works. Um, and this has been a bit of a gripe for a number of participants, not only in Tasmania, but a lot here in Victoria as well. Um, and hopefully there might be some positive changes to come from the programming uh, and how that rating system works so that there's not a... Um, a, a, a as reading the report, there's a, a glut of horses that instead of going up the, uh, the steps of the pyramid were constantly going down and there was always a big pool of horses at the bottom end rather than horses going and climbing the rankings. So it was a, yeah, wasn't a great uh, read for the, for the industry, but hopefully there's some really good positive stuff to come out of it at the back end. Before we go to a sponsor's break, Dan, I just want to congratulate you on your call of transponder at Shepparton on Monday night. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was uh, good to see him uh, here in the, in the bush. Uh, I dare say that he'll... Um, He'll be coming uh, back for the uh, the Shepparton Cup, which is not too far away. Um, I think they like to get the dogs up here to have a bit of a look at the track. So uh, I dare say he'll be going around in the Australian Cup Series. But uh, providing all goes well there, he'll be. Uh, you'd think he'll be coming back for the for the Shep Cup. Um, that was a good race on that on Monday mm. night. Call Me Marley was really good. Riendo was. Uh, really uh, really quick as well so it was a, a good strong race there on Monday night. I must admit it caught me by surprise a little bit because I've had all those Monday morning meetings mm. I must admit I and I usually got my finger on the pulse when it comes to racing especially the local stuff but that meeting took me by surprise and it actually even took me further by surprise that Transponder was running. Yeah I mean it's, it's a, quite a bit unusual that you know we have 
Group One grey quality greyhounds, you know, running around on a on a provincial circuit on a particular on a Monday night. But that's just the nature of it. And yes, Shep's racing on the Mondays for. Uh, at least six weeks, and then I think Ballarat's got a fortnight of them in March, and then Shep gets back on the on the horse after that. So um, yeah, but it's good to be back racing on that Monday night. As yeah, it's great. Yeah, to be yeah, and of course you can go out the Shepherd and Dogs on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. I I haven't managed to get out there yet, but pre Christmas I was going out there a lot. No, it's a good afternoon out, and yeah, the night time is certainly a. A really nice spot as well. Go to a sponsor's break, come out the other side. We'll try and find a winner, Dan. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. What can we offer you in the months ahead? One, tractor parts, new and used for Ford, Fiat, Massey, Ferguson, Sami, Deutz, Landini, McCormick, New Holland and Grey Fergies. Two, used tractors for sale and we are looking for good used tractors and sick tractors to wreck. Plus, new mulches, multi-disc sprayers, etc. It will get tough in the months ahead, so to save dollars, ring me, Daryl, at Aussie Ag Supplies 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. 1FM sponsor. Have you ever been to the Nathalia Nursery? You know, at number six Railway Street, Nathalia? Hop in and say good day. At Nathalia Nursery, we like growing a bit of everything. We have a large variety of plants, including succulents, natives and perennials. We love our fuchsia, pelargoniums, geraniums, hydrangeas, as well as lots of different salvias that we grow. And our hope is that you will too. We're open Thursday to Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't forget, we also stock tube stock, punnets of flowers and veggies. Nathalia Nursery, well worth the trip. 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. Well, it's AG Hunter Cup night at Melton. It's the night of nights for, of course, Victorian harness racing in so many ways. The great Southern Star for the Trotters as well. Dan Hibbard is along from the Square Gators program. Of course, RSN as well, a caller to try and find us a winner. Go for it, Dan. Yeah, well, the big night there, obviously, at Melton tonight. Now, just uh, first cab off the rank, just to clarify this, the Quaddy tonight is on races four, five, six, and 7. And jackpotting as There's well. There's a big jackpot on the, on the TOB, but it is four, five, six, and 7, not the usual five, six, seven, eight. That's because race 8 is the final of the Great Southern Star, uh, and obviously that field... Uh, is not uh, not created yet because the heats will be run races two and three and then uh, the barrier draw gets done and then the final of the Great Southern Stars race eight on the card tonight. So the multi, um, we, it's 
trying to get it early because obviously the first couple of races, uh, the uh, first leg of the Quaddies race four. Uh, first leg, race one, number nine, Major Thinker. Um, we tipped him on Shepherd and Cup night. He got beat uh, narrowly by Little Louie. Uh, in a fast run, he then came out and won last week in 155, three off off a sit. Um, he should get that from the uh, barrier draw. He's drawn. He comes into the inside of the second row, which is not ideal, but I think he's got a plenty of upside. This guy, uh, and I think it's going to be really hard to beat. So race one, number nine. Race second legs, race two, number two. Call me the breeze. This is the French trotter who ran second to Just Believe in the uh, the night pistol at Ballarat. Super effort, gets the plum draw. I think he's going to be really hard to beat in the heat. Uh, no reason to, to, to tip against him based on what he did at Ballarat. So multi, race one, number nine, into race two, number two. Uh, what price there? About $4.62, yeah, Dan. So not a bad little uh, earn there. Um, the third race is the, the third heat of the Great Southern Star. As I said, just believes $1.55. RC Phoenix, uh, give him strength. Hopefully he goes well. He's a $3.60 chance. If he can get to the lead, um, he'll certainly give them something to chase. But obviously they're just trying to conserve as much energy as they can to get th- uh, for the final, providing they can get through. So should be a good race, that uh, third heat of the Great Southern Star. Quaddy kicks off race four. This is the gold chalice numbers here are one, three and nine. I don't think you need to go any too much further outside of that. The answer's going really well for Danny Curran. Nice to see him with a nice horse. Uh, Paradigm for Greg Sugars ran second first up. I think it uh, is a, uh, a, a chance in this race. And the, obviously is the, fa- the favourite, Uniquely Ideal, who's uh, had the three starts, won two of them, was up against the boys in the Caduceus Classic last week, running sixth. Comes back to girls grade tonight and I think is going to be hard to beat. So one three nine in the first leg. Second leg, numbers are one, three, four, and eight. This is the four-year-old Bonanza. Perfect class, Captain Hammerhead, Captain's Knock, and Franco, uh, Frankie Ferocious. Again, they're the top ones in the market, and I don't think you need to go too far outside of that. The only one, other one is Dangerous, number 11, but he uh, knocked himself out of uh, calculations by uh, getting himself put out of the draw last week. So... I think those four, you could chuck in Dangerous if you wanted to. Um, third leg is the Hunter Cup. You're not hiding to nothing. I think Leap to Fame just wins. He's $1.50. He was a little bit shorter than that earlier on. Um, he's just he, he's just too good. I think he's just going to be too good. There's a r- lot of really nice horses in this race. Don't get me wrong. Catch a wave's going well, even though he was beaten into fourth. I think he'll have benefited from the run at Ballarat. Um, there's some horses you're going to get a massive price about them tonight but I just can't see them beating Leap to Fame I think he's going to be the first one to the breeze and once he gets there he'll just control the race uh, so 6-1 out in the last leg a uh, third leg sorry the last leg race 7 the Pure Steel um, there's 8 in it and I'm taking the field because I reckon they can all win it with the right run even the outside of the field um, it's and it, it's that sort of open race $4 the field here Tim's a trooper and Pete said so are the favourites but I reckon they could all win. They really could all win with the right run. So the Quaddy at Melton tonight, 139 into 1348 into six only into the field. It'll cost you $96, 100%. So uh, just take spend uh, how many of a many dollars and you'll pretty much get that percentage. $10 will get you 10%, yeah, Dan. There you go. So look, I, uh, hopefully we can get a return on that, get a bit of value in that last leg if we're still going in the Quaddy tonight. No worries. Really quickly, Dan, we'll have a look at, of course, 
Caulfield today, it's on a good four, of course. It is the chairman stakes. Also, we have got uh, up there at Caulfield, down there at Caulfield, I should say, is the Balmain Stakes as well. Whenever they say Balmain Stakes, I keep thinking it's a Sydney race, but it's Would actually have so. yeah. it's, it's it, but yeah, but it's uh, named after uh, Lamaro's Hotel Jeffrey Balmain Stakes, so uh, it's named after Jeffrey Balmain, obviously. But uh, I'm going to go to race seven today at Caulfield Number Seven in Star Vegas. One, its last two distance range uh, suits. It's in its uh, distance zone. It's going for free on end, and I think it will for Luke Curry and the Freemans today. My best of the day, and I can't believe they're knocking it, uh, is this horse that uh, has only had the one start. Race two, number one, Smoke and Giant. It's my best of the day, actually, at around $2.80. And uh, look, it was really good at Packham on debut, and I, I think for the Moody Coleman team and Damian Lane, it'll just get the chocolates again. I think... Uh, Smoking Giant will be uh, smoking. I reckon I saw that race. I reckon I saw that race, and uh, he was dominant. He was really good in that race. And I know it's obviously a step up in grade uh, to city class, but, uh, yeah, he looked, he was a really – yeah, it was the race. He was a chestnut because I remember seeing him out in front and running. So, yeah, he's, he'll be certainly hard to beat today. And up in Sydney today, I like one. And I, I'm going to make this the best bet of the day. And I know it's up against the favourite – Al Cobson, who's odds on. But Dipsy Doodle's been scratched out of Caulfield, scratched out of race 10 at Rose Hill, and the Cummings camp, uh, Godolphin, has landed here. I think you can get the prize. Race 9, number 10, Dipsy Doodle, up there at Rose Hill today on a good four. Well, sounds like a good good uh, bet to have. Uh, should be right in the, uh, the finish of that race for sure. That's it. Thanks, Dan. No worries, mate. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.